Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It is Encounter with God time. That means we're about to get into our Bible study, our 20 million movement Bible study. 20 million people right around the world studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. Well, we're all studying the same book at the same time anyway, uh, as we work our way through the book of Hebrews right now. And before we get into it, we have a 400-point question for our quiz, followed by text messages, what you said to the first half of the show. Let's go. Okay, for 400 points, where did God tell Isaac's father to sacrifice the young man as a burnt offering? Which location? Uh, For 400 points, you can get yourself a bargain book from our selection of bargain books, or you can get those points on the board and continue to work your way through the quiz. But again, that question was, uh, where did God tell Isaac's father to sacrifice the young man as a burnt offering. 0491-064-669 is the number to call if you know the answer. Fantastic stuff. Well, let's go over to text messages right now. And the first one says here, one million people at Lyle's birthday party. That's from Michael. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, Robbie, that's in reference to um, you talking about that story that we're, you know, that we're, we're, we're signing papers at the moment to extend our reach by one million people. Right. What's our current reach right now? Five million. Five million. Yeah. So potentially five million. Yeah, potential five million reach at the moment. Yep. And this will put it as a potential six million. Yes. Fantastic. Overnight. (laughs) With the stroke (laughs) of the pen. That is pretty exciting. Hey, listen, there's also a lot of technical guys behind the scenes doing stuff. I'm just the face of it. So hats off to the guys who are doing all the hard work. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, Freco says this, no church is big enough to fit all the people who are hearing the word of God through Faith FM. You're a blessing to more than you can imagine. So, uh, Robbie, that's a uh, an encouraging one for you right there. This is Australia's biggest church right here. Okay, happy birthday, Lyle. Happy 50th, happy year of Jubilee. That's an interesting, you know, the year of Jubilee, that's a, yeah. uh, that's a biblical concept. And that was the year when, you know, everybody went free and... Uh, there were big celebrations every uh, every 50th year, and everybody got their land back. If they'd sold their land, it automatically defaulted back to you every 50 years in the Jewish economy. You should take the day off. I should, shouldn't <laughs> I? I should not be here. I'll take tomorrow off. You can do the show tomorrow, Robbie. How about that? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Uh, all right, where are we? Ooh, uh, actually, you- I've got some guesses for which city this could be. Oh, okay. I've got some guesses. Uh, no, I'm personally guessing, uh, just based on population size, could it possibly be, um, it be Philadelphia network. in the United States? No, there's this there's this <laughs> word that is a part could of... Could it possibly be Barcelona in Base Spain? FM Australia. Do it- you know that we've had a listener in Spain reach out for a free offer? Nice. Good for them. Yeah. Where do they live? Do you know where? Did you get um, an address? We would have an address, but I couldn't reveal it. Oh, I guess you couldn't tell us. <laughs> but that is great. Good yeah, for that's Spanish awesome. I don't know that we've had a, uh, somebody reach out for a free offer, but we have had people contact our breakfast show from every continent on Earth, mm-hmm. yeah. except Antarctica. Yes. Which is an archipelago. It's just covered by ice. How many people live in Antarctica? Is that the deal? Australian quarter. Robbie, when are we starting a... When, when are we putting a transmitter down there? Now that... A studio as well. A transmitter in Antarctica, yeah. you would get people listening to the show. The Antarctica that experience. True. That's what we'd call the show. Send me. Send me down, guys. Yeah, I'm look, but I've been to Tassie. That's as far as south I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> This is the promised land. And some would even say two south. 
Uh, oh, oh, just, just. <laughs> All right, let's get on with these messages because there's a slew of them. Okay, uh, uh, I've I got halfway through this one. Uh-huh. Happy year of Jubilee. May you celebrate the year of God's favor upon you as his joyous blessing rests upon you. Happy birthday to you and to your blessing to your family and those around you. So that includes you guys here in the studio. Uh, here's another one from Dan. He says, happy birthday. You've done so much in your 50 years. Oh, so this is the one This one from Ben, sorry, came with a photo. Um, he says, listening while cycling up Montville on the Queensland Sunshine Coast. Won't be able to hear on the descent, though. <laughs> Stunning morning out in God's creation. Wishing you and your family and team a wonderful year ahead. Uh, P.S. Robbie... Uh, thank you for the exciting update. And, mm. yeah, check out this photo, guys. How would you like to be cycling there right now? <laughs> ben, send wow. us your Strava details. Send us <laughs> send us your, uh, your your what do they call it, the, the conclusion thing? Set, we, want to, we want to see your stats, all right? Strava proof or it didn't happen. Anyways, all right. <laughs> that's um, awesome. That is such a good way to use your time. Bruce says, I would expect from a high leader of a big church. Oh, this is this one's in relationship to... So we get mm. the more serious ones now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in relationship to the, uh, the Brian Houston story, I'd expect from a high leader of a big church that they would live better than that. You think they would have a strong relationship with God and live what they preach. That mm. is our expectation and Absolutely. that should be our expectation. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there are human beings and because there mm. are human beings, our expectations are often not reality, mm-hmm. we need to have a faith in Jesus that is stronger than our expectations of others. Mm. Jesus will never let you down. Other people will let you down. You cannot be a follower of humans, but you can be a follower of Jesus. Mm. That's actually a good point because a number of these churches have had you know, celebrity pastor scandals where they get caught up in mm. cheating or partying or whatever it may be. And in the wake of that, you hear about stories, particularly of like when it's, when it's big enough churches for these pastors to be celebrities, and then you hear about actual celebrities who attach to these churches being like, oh, I can't believe this person would do that, and then publicly criticize them and then like renounce their faith. Like that, that happened yep. with the whole like Carl Lentz thing is like, you know, like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez who were like attending Hillsong while that was taking place, while Carl Lentz was their pastor. They're like, nah, we're pulling out of the church because you did this awful thing. And it's like, follow, follow Jesus. Yeah. Like, come yeah, that's on. Right. You, you completely missed the point. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of the challenges of our culture. Our culture teaches us to follow celebrities. Mm. That's right. And we need to follow Jesus rather than celebrities. Okay, so uh, this one is going right back to the beginning of the show. The UK twins, um, God oh, has yeah. something great in 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 installed for them. Uh, we can only guess. Mm. Uh, yep, absolutely. We should pray for those kids. Uh, and the university monthly bonus. I wonder on what basis they are doing this. Is it polluting the minds of the next generation? Wonder who's Ooh. financing them. Oh, okay. So there you go. I, I, I shared that story positively because I'm like, how can any university? Yeah, that's right. I'm like, how can university afford to just give like thousands of dollars in bonuses to staff when like every university is like financially under the pump at the moment? But wow, that's yeah, good, good take. Okay, on the war in Ukraine, uh, as discussed before, Putin has made Russian Christian Orthodox again, but one that will bring Russia back to Rome in due course. The big plan. Hmm. Okay. Putin has made Russia Christian Orthodox again. Oh. It needs a comma. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one that will bring Russia back to Rome in due course. The big plan. 
Okay, fake news runs the world, confusion is in charge, and only those who know the word of God will make it through the maze of lies. We know the end game and who wins the war for the battle of the minds. Unfortunately, there will be huge casualties, for they would rather believe the lie than the truth. And the simple reality is with this whole conflict right now, there's so much there, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Who, I've seen, would, who I've would seen, actually know? I've seen people say online that the war's not happening. Now, yeah, that, that is a take right there. <laughs> that is deep. Hey, we should start another was, show called was, was the that Conspiracy Theory. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I would love it. You know, we would sign up for that. One. I hundred <laughs> you know percent. I would be in there. You know, I would be in there with all kinds of theories. You know, the third tower. No one ever talks about that because that Building was seven. that was a joke. That was a joke. Sorry, sorry. Building seven. <laughs> Building seven. <laughs> Area fifty. Yeah. Uh, Victoria needs. Uh, okay, Victoria needs like uh, on truth. Victoria needs truth the most. They don't receive any truth at all on their media. Total control. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Victoria still gets a bit, but it is the most totalitarian state that we have in Australia, um, which I think Robbie fled from recently. We love Victorians. Right. We love them. Yes. We're praying for them. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Most of our team, <laughs> Faith FM operates out of Victoria. That's Faith FM headquarters down there. Yeah. So, um, anyway... I, this one here says, I suppose the reason so many jails are not taking up the opportunity of Christian radio and programs may be that they are used by many organisations for cheap labour, especially overseas, who hate Christianity. I have no idea on this one. Mm. I have no, no idea at all. But what um, I do know, just quickly on that topic, if you want to hear about prison ministry taking place, you can listen to um, our Speak Life show where we have Erin Penland on the show every single week sharing about her experience working as a psychologist and a Christian in prison. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, fantastic stuff. All right, I was, uh, I was listening to a presentation about... You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Oh, I was halfway through the last text message. I nearly made it. <laughs> You're getting too slow at 50, mate. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I was listening to a presentation about this jail in the United States where nearly all the in- inmates had to turn around in behaviour by feeding them vegetarian food. But the prison management stopped it. The ministry running the food, health, and gospel teaching were Adventist Christians. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That one is um, well documented. Mm. Those are all about text messages. We love hearing from you guys. That was a lot this morning. Thank you for sending those through. And a special thank you to all those who have wished me a happy birthday. Mm. I am definitely feeling the love this morning. And praise God for that. Let's get into our Bible study. We didn't finish Hebrews chapter 11. This week we're in Hebrews chapter 12. Mm-hmm. But Hebrews chapter 11 is pretty epic. So I think we should finish it. What do you think? Yeah. We we got up to the point where it was basically concluding the chapter, like from verse 35 to the end. Yeah. So we'd but read about all the people. We did. Mm-hmm. But there's people here we can talk about. Oh, okay. Sure. So I think we should... We, talk- we can't not talk about these people. They're, they're amazing people. You know what? You know what oh. this is? You're just avoiding getting into my favorite chapter of the book of Hebrews. Remember when we had this conversation yes. where the Hebrews eight or Hebrews twelve was better, and I said Hebrews twelve. Let's 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 let's, let's let Robbie decide for us. <laughs> you guys missed the point of Hebrews. Oh, what's that? It's something better. Uh, so everything's better. Every chapter gets better as it goes along. Yeah, 
So chapter 13 is the better chapter. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, See, we needed, that's a, we needed, we needed a tiebreaker, and Robbie's just come through with I'm just here to, to keep you guys from fighting with each other. So. <laughs> no, you're, you're adding fuel to the fire because now we have another opinion that's up against ours. The three, the three big ones, I think, were uh, 8, 11, and 12 mm-hmm. as far as uh, the votes go. But Robbie's just going to, you know, he's just going to be different. That from good. Nobody else picked 13. <laughs> Robbie's um, the first one to pick 13. Mm-hmm. All right, where are we up to? Um, let, let's let's re- let's read some of these and comment about some of these guys, and let's avoid um, Lawson's favourite chapter. He can he can he can do his favourite chapter tomorrow. Okay. L- Lawson, I'm doing you a favour. Oh, that's actually awesome. Yeah, I'll be able. I- to I'll let you just do whatever you want. With speak un- unregulated. Unregulated. Tomorrow it is all yours. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, think I think I'll have to be here to regulate it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, verse 32. We didn't really talk about these guys very much. Okay, so in verse 32 it says, How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the other prophets. By faith, these whoa, 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 people... Whoa, 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 stop there. Okay. There's, there's too many guys here to talk about. There's like a few guys here. I mean, Gideon, a man of faith, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, here's a guy who... Um, he, here's a guy who... Uh, I think he was actually lacking in faith because he gets an angel comes to visit him and the angel's sitting there on, on a rock and the angel's like, you know, go and, and deliver Israel. I mean, have you guys ever had a face-to-face conversation with an angel that you know of? Not that I know of. No, me either. This is not a it's not a it's not a rare thing, but it's also not a common thing. Mm. Uh, but this angel is not it's not just a conversation with an angel, and not just one of those experiences where afterwards you realise, oh wow, I was talking to an angel then, mm. because you know that's probably a more common experience. This is one where yeah, he knows this is an angel. The angel is doing miraculous things right there in front of him, mm. and he's like, well, you know, let me go make go away and make some food, and if you're still here when I come back. Then maybe this is maybe I'm not dreaming right now. Mm. You know, maybe this is real. And so, you know, he goes away and makes some food. And when you look at what he does, you know, he kills an animal and he butchers it and he cooks it. There's half a half a day's work there. Mm. It's almost like he's like, okay, if I cook corn, I'll be done in twenty minutes. <laughs> but I'm really hoping that I don't get called to lead Israel in battle. So I'll go the long route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and then and then it's like, oh, the angel's still there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I'll put fleece out. Mm-hmm. And if it's wet and the ground is dry, and then he's like, well, you know, maybe the fleece just soaked up the water. So if the ground is dry and the, you know, and he reverses it. And- what do you think about fleeces? Because I, I I know a lot of people, and it's probably going to upset some people too. What I'll say here, but I know a lot of Christians use fleeces as a way for God to talk to them. But in the story. I don't get the sense that that was really a good thing. Like you're saying, it's kind of like it was a doubt. It was definitely a doubt. And so it's kind of like I'm doubting, disprove my doubt. And I'm not sure if it's a good idea that we go down the fleece route today. Well, it's certainly an evidence of our doubt, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's like, to me anyway, like as this is talking about him as a hero of faith, uh, and then Paul, you know, the writer of many other books in the Bible, like specifically like Second Corinthians thirteen five, where he says like, test yourself to is test, examine yourselves to see whether you are of the faith. Test yourselves. Um, like he makes the point that 
testing is almost necessary. Um, oh, I, okay, of yourself. And I guess the context there is to see, like, whether you're stacking up. But at the same time, like, um, Satan came to Jesus as an angel of light, right, to deceive him. And so I, I, I see this as though, um, yeah, he was just making absolute sure. Yeah. This is, this is one of the things that I see when it comes to fleeces. I see that fleeces get used in, you know, and, and this is just my observation when I see Christians using fleeces. Um, nearly all of the time that I see fleeces used, they are used to make a decision between two things that where neither of them are wrong or... In which case, do you really need a fleece because you are choosing between two good things? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God gave us a mind, He gave us a brain, and He expects us to use that. And if you've got a calling to do this or a calling to do that, they're both good callings. There's no wrong answer to this. God will use you in both of those. Maybe one slightly better than the other, but, you know, God's going to work through you. Mm. Do you, do you need a fleece right now? Use I, I, your God-given imagination. We like As Christians, we like to shut our brain off. Yeah. I think I like the idea of like the open door, closed door. So God, if you've got two options, right? Say so God, yeah. open the doors to the right one and close one to the other one. Whereas like the whole fleece thing to me is like, yeah, it's I, I, I'll tell you why I'm a little bit skeptical of it. I've met Christians who say, I went down to the store. And this is, this is a true story, right? Mm-hmm. I won't reveal who or where, but... Went to the store, grocery grocery store, and I wasn't sure whether I should get the coconut chocolate milk or like the coconut juice that's chocolate flavor, right? Or whether I should get orange juice. And so I asked God for a sign, the fleece. Yep. And when they got there, they got the one that they wanted. The fleece was was indicating that they get the chocolate. <laughs> because the, the, the fleece they asked for was if I walk past a person and the person is looking at the chocolate milk, that's my sign. Like that sort of thing. Like I, I don't I, know how I, long I, they stood in the aisle until someone came past yeah. and looked at the chocolate milk. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes we make a bit of a mockery of the whole yes. letting God lead. Yes. Mm. Yeah, there is a path for us to make the educated decisions, but at the same time, I think there is still a path that we ask God for providential leading. Yeah. Open a door, close a door. Then yeah. you find Christians who use a fleece in relationship to a decision where one decision is the is a right decision and the other one is a wrong one and the mm. Bible says that one is right and one is wrong and they'll put out a fleece yeah. and of course the fleece is going to favor the wrong one yeah because you've walked away from God by putting out that fleece in the first place and you have put yourself in a position where Satan can answer that fleece and he's like yes please I will answer that fleece every single time mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I like what you said, Robbie, like open door, closed door versus a fleece because like the open door, closed door indicates that you as a person are like on the move, essentially. Right. You're <clears throat> you, you're not passive, but you are active. You know you're calling like inherently. You have indication like, oh, this is where I should go. And you're making those decisions. Whereas sitting there passive, like, I, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, we don't want to be presumptuous yeah. because that is, it can be so terrible as well. Uh, but at the same time, like if we're just active, like on the move, like we don't have a lot of time in life. And especially with the context, like we believe Jesus is coming back soon. We don't have a lot of time. And so like, yeah, let's, let's get it done at the same time. Like, Oh, be anxious for nothing. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is like an issue that we need to be to be balanced on. But then it comes back to like, was Gideon doing the wrong thing? Was by he a man of faith? I mean, he doubts the, the angel. Fleece. 
then he doubts the fleece, mm-hmm. then he doubts the next fleece, and eventually God sends him wandering around the Midianite camp in the middle of the night to hear a dream because he's still doubting. But see, that's why I love this chapter, because mm. the people in this chapter, they weren't like super elite faith experimenters, to use the show title for my show, <laughs> but they they demonstrated faith when it counted, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I've got Abraham. Abraham is in this list. Yes. Abraham... Yeah. To oh, me, I yeah, question wow. the faith thing, right? But anyway, so I don't want to be down on Gideon. Gideon's definitely a man of faith. He's in that chapter for a very good reason. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And uh, your sister, she's still recording, doing music, yeah, that kind of stuff? Yeah, she's she, just, one of the released, most... just released a new album. Well, we, we, should, we should get her on and talk to her. We've talked talk to, to her, her a few times. And we should get her on again. Why not? But we've talked to her a bunch of times, <laughs> and she always is writing stuff. She's just like, She's the I was driving the car, and then I thought of a song, and then I called a bunch of people from around the world, and then they all played instruments, and here it is. And it's like the best thing ever. It's Man, like, you know her so well. I talk to her on radio. <laughs> Let me just say she's a good little sister. She is the most prolific songwriter that I know of. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have our 500-point question here right now. So for 500 points, according to 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse 5, wow, guys, 500-point quiz question, and you've got a reference. So 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse 5, a young man aspiring to be king had 50 men run before his chariot. Who was the would-be king? Uh, if you know the answer, 0491064669 is the number to call. And our 500-point prize for this morning is the book God, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics by Peter Hopkins. Are you a skeptic? Do you know a skeptic? Do you want to be able to answer skeptics? 0491064669 is the number to call, and you will win this book uh, if provided you know the answer. Who ran before the chariot of the would-be king in First Kings chapter 1 and verse? Five. All right, uh, Raphael says this is the story of the sh- of the shop and he and, and fleece. This person left his brain back home. <laughs> God says, "Let us reason together." Exactly. Oh, so true. I it always fascinates me how Christians just don't like to use their brain. They just they're always just like, "Just give me a formula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't 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 make me use my brain. Just give me a formula, a, a tick box of how to be a Christian, and I'll be happy." Mm. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is, well, a faith experiment, as uh, Robbie's show talks about so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fonzie says this, uh, wishing you a Fonzie. happy... Fonzie says Epic this. Epic Are you serious? Name. I'm dead serious. Mate, you got the best name I've heard of it for ages. Uh-huh. <laughs> wishing you a happy birthday today. May you be blessed on your on your day, always in our thoughts. And, and I'm just going to say this. I've got a big, big shout-out for Fonzie this morning because I met this guy... Um, and thanks for sending that, that birthday uh, wishes through. I met this guy probably 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. I can't remember, ages ago. We studied the Bible together. because you're 50 now, right? You can't remember? Yes. Uh, we studied <laughs> the Bible born. together, and uh, this guy had some more health problems than just about anybody I've ever come across, like a huge long list. And, you know, uh, as a result of that, a pretty short expected lifespan and he's out there going strong, doing his best life, and the re- doing doing living his best life, as mm-hmm. Lawson would say. And the reason that he is still alive today is because he accepted what the Bible says on how to live. Wow. What mm. a testimony. And for the last 20 or 30 years, he has just been absolutely staggering the doctors in that he is still alive and still going and still active and still doing things. Mm. 
Thumbs so, up for Fonzie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me... Oh, and then this person isn't, That's his nickname, by the way. This person isn't mentioned here, but just, just speaking on the fleeces, like, and uh, what should be our correct approach... Um, uh, we've been doing in our in our beginner Sabbath school, and by beginners, I don't mean like zero to two year olds. I mean like people who are brand new to the Bible. We've been going through the book of Daniel, and I particularly love Daniel chapter one. He's a hero of faith. Unfortunately, he's not mentioned in this book, uh, in this chapter. Uh, but it says the Bible says like when Daniel rocks up to Babylon as like a child, like as like a teenager, um, and when he gets confronted with the reality that he has to eat unclean food, the Bible says he purposes in his heart, uh, you know, to not be defiled by the food of Babylon. So ultimately, he knows what's right, and then he purposes in his heart to do the right thing, God allowing, and guess what happens? God opens the door for him to do the right thing because he already knows what it is. He already knew. He knew, oh, yeah. Like, he could have put the fleece out there. Oh, should I eat the, the food? Well, firstly, I'm really hungry. And secondly, <laughs> like, like I'm really weak because I've just gone through unisy surgery. And I'm that makes me, you know, more hungry and weak. Like, and I'm in this place I don't know. And, you know... What are the Jews going to judge me for eating this food here? No one. Like, they're all going to accept me if I eat this food. Man, every possible fleece that he could have put out would have pointed him towards doing the wrong thing. But rather than doing the wrong thing, he knew it was right. And so he, the Bible says he purposed in his heart. Yeah, what a fantastic um, example that we've got right there. And actually, it doesn't mention Daniel here, but it does say, um, by faith these people, this is in the next verse, by faith these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. Uh, they shut the mouth of lions. That's Daniel. That is Daniel. That, is, sure. that is this guy. Yeah. There's nobody else in the Bible that uh, <laughs> I can think of that fits that one as well as what Daniel does. Unless it was... Um uh, Samson, right? Like he stopped the mouth of the lion. Yeah, or David. <laughs> you know, he would he'd fight lions but, on a regular. Yeah, that that's probably Daniel. It Daniel. was it was probably Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the best one, I think, in my opinion, to fit that one, uh, particularly because David is mentioned in the one just before it. That's right. And mm-hmm. Samson is already mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. But there might be another. Uh-huh. If you think of it, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Uh, let us know. Okay, going back to verse 32, you've got Gideon uh-huh. who doubts four times uh-huh. and God has to encourage him four times. Then you've got Barak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're really going to go there? We're going to say, okay, so let's... And, and, and Paul says, what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell... And, and now he's just like, you know, I could tell of this one and that one and the other one, these great men of faith. And let's talk about Gideon who lacked faith four times. Yeah, that's a great example. Let's go to Barak, who refused to go to war unless a woman came with him. <laughs> that's that's fleece guys. There's so many different ways you could go on this one. And then let's okay. Having talked about Barak, let's talk about Samson now. Oh, who Samson? Who was like, yeah, you can cut my hair off. It's all good. For, for yeah, for for love's sake. Yes. And by love, I mean lust. And then having talked about Samson, he goes to Jephthah. Oh, dude, this is classic. I love that. Okay, these guys, are, these are guys, from there he goes to David. And, you know, how many times did David mess up in his life? Mm-hmm. How many times did David lack faith in his life? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, in a row, he mentions as, oh, these guys have got so much faith, I couldn't even begin to talk about how much faith they have. And yet we read their lives and it's like, really? Mm. You're going to choose those guys? What's going on here? 
I think like if Hebrews as a book has a very specific purpose. I'm sure you guys have covered this already. Mm. But the purpose, like it's written in about 30, 65 AD. Mm-hmm. It's about five years away from destruction mm-hmm. of Jerusalem. I believe Paul wrote this book. People can argue with me. I don't really care. I think it's Paul. We take that position here. Paul, yeah, that's right. Oh, we're on the right team. <laughs> yes. So Paul, in my opinion, in this book, he has a single purpose. He's trying to transition his audience, which are the Christian followers, like the Hebrews who have become Christian followers. He's transitioning them from their attention on the earthly visible temple mm-hmm. and its services and its priests and all that stuff to a better, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And it's all, guess where? In heaven. The high priest is in heaven. The the sacrifice that happened on earth is taken to heaven. The sanctuary is in heaven. And so the question is, how do you prepare a people who are so ingrained on focusing on buildings in cities on earth and put their faith into something they haven't seen? And this chapter is the demonstration of, well, this has been happening for our entire generation. There are people in every generation who have demonstrated faith in something they haven't been able to see. Mm. And so when you take that point, yeah, there's a whole lot of messed up background in all these different characters, but they demonstrated that point at moments in their existence and in their experiences. And I think that's what Paul's point here is in bringing out these particular names. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's a fantastic point you've just made there, Robbie. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Um, look, we have some uh, answers to the quiz to get through. Uh, for 100 points, the answer was Abraham. 200 points, the answer was Curtains. For 300 points, the answer was Babel. 400 points, Mariah. And finally, for 500 points, it was Adonijah and or Absalom. But right now, it is time for... Question of the day. All right, Lyle, our question of today is a big one. The question of the day, it's a big one. It's one that we talked about and kind of hyped up about a week ago um, as we've been moving through our backlog of questions of the day. And it's simply this. Is Putin fulfilling Ezekiel 38, the prophecy that takes place there? That comes in from Thomas. Yeah, and this is an interesting one. A lot of people have been talking about this recently. Um, in fact, Pat Robertson made a pretty bold statement uh, the other day where he said, Vladimir Putin is being compelled by God to invade Ukraine. So this is one of the major evangelical leaders of the world. And, of course, what they're looking for is a war in which uh, you've got these northern forces from Russia that come down and invade Israel, and you've also got forces that come up from Algeria and Tunisia and places like that to surround Israel and have essentially this massive war of Armageddon right there in the Valley of Megiddo and that Israel is, you know, is miraculously delivered by God at the end of time. Now, there are a, a whole, I, there are so many problems with this interpretation of Ezekiel 38 that I don't really know where to begin. Uh, one of the reasons that, that that people like to go to Ezekiel 38 is because, you know, you look here in, okay, so let's just read it. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Um, and where it talks about the chief prince here, it uses the word Rosh. And the word Rosh is, you know, it's a Hebrew word. It literally means uh, chief prince or head. And yet there are people who get excited about, you know, Bible prophecy and then they're like, ah, but it's the word Rosh. And the word Rosh sounds like the word Russia. Therefore, 
the Hebrew is not ro- is the Hebrew is wrong, and this is actually Russia. And so it should read, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, Russia, the prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Now, this is the most wildly outlandish twisting of scripture that I have ever come across. This is eisegesis at its worst form. So eisegesis is the process of taking your own thoughts and somehow squeezing them into the Bible rather than taking what the Bible says and finding out what does the Bible say. Exegesis would be, well, let's look at you know Gog and Magog um, and the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal and, and let's ask ourselves, well, what does the Hebrew word Rosh mean? Well, it means chief prince, so we've got a great... Uh, We've got a great translation of it right here that's actually, you know, correctly translated and is talking about the king of, you know, these particular nations. And this has no relationship whatsoever to Russia. So to be able to... to, It takes a tremendous amount of imagination to somehow squeeze Russia into here. Okay, the other thing that we need to look at is using principles of prophetic interpretation. And the principle of prophetic interpretation that is used to put Russia in there is the principle that is called looks like... Sounds like, therefore, must be. In which people go, well, you know, that prophecy kind of looks like that and it kind of sounds like that. You know, there's a word there that sounds like Russia in English in 2022. Uh, And so, therefore, that must be Russia rather than actually just like, well, um, maybe learn to read Hebrew, Pat Robertson. You know, that would be a really useful thing for for you to do. In fact, I think Pat Robertson absolutely knows what, knows his Hebrew and knows what's going on here, but um, you know maybe there's more financial benefit in the excitement of Ezekiel 38 fulfilling Russia. Uh, that's just my cynicism coming through. But even if you were going to go with the looks like, sounds like, you know, oh, you know, there's the word Rosh in there and that might be referring to a particular nation rather than just you know, translating as the chief prince. Uh, there was a nation called Reshu in Ezekiel's time. And let's say that he was referring to that particular nation, the nation of Reshu. Well, that's in southern Iran. That's a long, long, long way away from uh, Russia. So there's no way that you can put... I I could do a whole presentation on uh, Ezekiel 38 and how it does not fit into Russia, but I'm unable to because we're now out of time. Remember as you go through the day to spend some time with Jesus, uh, just personally, you and him together in prayer, in Bible study, uh, we like to encourage everybody to study the Bible. If you would like some help with Bible study, then do give us a call. We can make that available for you. Right now, remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide of Sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.